Two months. That's all the time players representing Canada got to prepare in the early days of the sport. Sure, they were skilled volleyball athletes, but some of them had never practiced or played together before facing their foreign competitors. This would all change, and Alberta was a big part of building the men's squad. We'll find out how on this episode of Voices of Alberta Volleyball, a 10-part podcast series exploring how volleyball grew to become a popular sport, who contributed to its success, and the challenges overcome along the way. To tell this story, we're hearing from pioneers in the sport, people who lived and loved volleyball to its place today in schools, on beaches, and at sporting events. Episode 6, The Volleyball Nation Comes to Alberta. Canada didn't have a national volleyball team the whole first half of the 20th century. Up until the 1950s, Canada had no squad on the international stage. It wasn't until 1958 that the Great White North officially joined the International Volleyball Federation. The very next year, the first Canadian team ventured into international play. It was a men's team made up of players from the finalist teams at the Canadian Championships. The players got together for two months during the summer in lead-up to the fall competition. This same procedure was repeated for many years. For the Pan Am Games in 1963, for the competition in the Brazilian city of Sao Paulo, and again in 1967, hosted by Winnipeg, Canada. That was the very first year a women's team was assembled. Sometimes it was right at the national uh, competition that there was a tryout. Volleyball player, coach and administrator Teresa Maxwell. Sometimes you, you know, went home for a week and then came back and you started training for those six weeks or four weeks or whatever it was. And four weeks were pretty intense, like you had uh, two a day minimum, sometimes three a day, little practices, and then you went off to wherever the competition was and uh, played. Did we do well? Uh, no, not from a results perspective. How could Canada compete against teams who trained together and had an actual training centre? You know, Mexico was training year-round at that time. The U.S. was certainly training a lot longer than we did. And I think those were some of the things where people began to say, yeah, you know what, if we're going to play at this league, we're going to have to change the structure of, of uh, how we select teams and how much we, we train and what we do, etc. And change they did. The real push for focus on a national team came in 1970. That's when the Canadian city of Montreal was awarded the 1976 Summer Olympics. Errol Miller, the first Albertan to ever make the national men's team, Remembers. Uh, certainly, the federal government in the uh, in the 70s, because of the uh, 76 Olympics, was uh, putting a lot more money uh, into uh, into sports, uh, particularly uh, uh, national competitions and uh, international competitions. Canada's men's and women's team both automatically qualified for the 76 Games by virtue of being hosts. But the Canadian Volleyball Association wanted to make sure they were true competitors on the Olympic court. In 1972, the first full-time coach was hired for the men's squad. It was a coach out of the USA, Bill Neville. And with that, 
Montreal was declared the first men's national team training center. All of the team's players and coaches moved to the city in Quebec to train for those next few years in lead-up to the Olympics. Meanwhile, the women trained out of Vancouver. Queen Elizabeth II, here beside IOC President Lord Killanin, has additional reason for coming to open the Montreal Olympic Games in 1976. Her daughter, Princess Anne, is competing in the equestrian events. When the Games finally opened, the men's Canadian team lost. They finished in ninth place, and the head coach resigned. The women didn't fare much better. But that didn't deter the teams or the country's focus on the sport. If anything, it motivated Canada to work even harder and double down. National training centers were established that year, not in Montreal. For the men's team, it was in Winnipeg, while the women's team remained in Vancouver. But those weren't permanent homes. Volleyball Canada started taking bids. A player from the Canadian team, John Paulson, helped with the decision for the national men's team. Narrowed the bids down to two places, Winnipeg and Calgary. And so they had asked me to go to Calgary, University of Calgary, and meet with a gentleman by the name of Roger Jackson, who used to be the head of Sport Canada and now was the dean of the Faculty of Physical Education at UC. And he was one of the main drivers, along with the Alberta Volleyball Association, um, who had put the package, the hosting package together. Um, and so I went and met with Roger at the university, saw all the things that they were offering at the university, uh, and then my job was to put a report together for the committee who would eventually make the decision. What did they decide? The national team decided that Calgary was a place, the next place for the national team training center. And John was appointed the national team coordinator. So we actually coordinated the move physically for the team. And all of us drove out in cars and U-Hauls and vans and literally moved the entire program together on this convoy that came from Winnipeg all the way out to Calgary. It created a one-stop shopping center where the national team could really um, have all of the things that they needed and be taken care of while they were there. A new head coach was hired all the way from Japan. His name, Ken Maeda. An Albertan, Brian Watson joined on as assistant coach in 1981 and would later become head coach. Another Albertan was heading the women's squad. In 1982, Lauren Sawula was appointed the head coach of the women's team who were set up in Regina at that point. Brian Watson saw firsthand how the Men's National Training Center in Calgary fostered the team. We had, they were, we were a very strong team, a very physical, very big team. You know, they've been together for six years. You know, all the training and all the hours and all the matches. Uh, it just came together. They were a really good group and were very strong. How strong? The world has come to Los Angeles, 140 nations exactly. At the 1984 Olympics in Los Angeles, the team finished just off the podium, in fourth place, their best Olympic performance to date. All the teams play internationally as well as across Canada and locally had a real impact on the sport in the province. Now people could see the best in the country right in our own province. Longtime official Harold Morey. And the national team was able to travel to the other centers so they could see the caliber of ball. When Calgary had the national team, 
They didn't ignore the South. We had them in Lethbridge. Howard Rasmussen, former University of Lethbridge volleyball coach. And it, it really helped. They were boxing. So much enthusiasm, people were wowed by it. Established youth coach David Johnson agrees. Having the national men's program in Alberta was a tremendous asset as, uh, as role models, as something for our kids right here to, to strive toward. We got to saw, see a lot of international matches. The national team didn't just play, they helped officiate. Former official Marilyn Breton explains. I approached the team and asked if they would like to referee. And officiate. One of and a couple of them did. And out of practice, I handed out a check. One of the checks was two hundred dollars. Now this does not sound like much money, but to the players it was unreal. The the rest of the players looked at that two hundred dollar check and very quickly signed up to referee and officiate. They refereed and officiated the high school games. One of my final matches, I had the two officials come out. They did not wear an official uniform. They wore the national uniform. So all the spectators recognized them as national players. And this, the, the players realized and the spectators realized we had a national team in town. And the follow-up is, they were supported whenever they played in town. The presence of the men's volleyball national team also impacted other sports in Calgary. We ended up getting the 88 Olympic bid. John Paulson. And along with the 88 Olympic bid, we ended up with the Olympic speed skating oval. We ended up with a brand new, what's called kinesiology complex, because they changed the name from phys ed to kinesiology. At that juncture, they asked me to do the bulk of the technical design work to create the main gym into a volleyball venue that was an international competition, which I did. And then we turned that over to the architects and they did an outstanding job of creating a first-class venue for our team to not only train in, but also to compete in. Um, the university also had all of the sports science. It had all of the physiotherapy, all of the sports um, uh, physicians. But in 1996, the men's national team was moved, this time to Winnipeg, where the women's team was also stationed out of. But the departure of the Canadian men's squad didn't mean the benefits to volleyball in Alberta ceased. The effect of the national team's time in Calgary didn't stop there. It carried forward. Hosting the men's national team for a number of years in Calgary. Longtime president of Volleyball Alberta, Lee Goldie. That really inspired people and gave people an opportunity to develop. And what's interesting now is a number of those people that played on the national teams who are based in Calgary, their kids are now competing at the provincial level and nationally, and many of those players are now coaching. Teresa Maxwell. We really benefited from having that national program housed at the University of Calgary at the time because we had tremendous level of volleyball, and those a lot of those people made their homes here. We've got first generation, so to speak, those, those people that did everything. We now have a next generation of some of those young people who are coming back and contributing
the story of how the men's national team's time based in Alberta developed volleyball in the province. Told by the local pioneers of the sport. Just one of the 10 stories being explored on the Voices of Alberta Volleyball podcast. Music featured on this episode was by Jazar. The piece, Foreigner. Next time on the podcast, find out how volleyball was first brought to rural Alberta. The Volleyball Alberta History Project is generously supported by the Alberta Historical Resources Foundation and the Alberta Lottery Fund. A special thanks to Joelle Reiniger for getting this project started, conducting the interviews and compiling the history which this podcast is based on. Thanks for listening to the Voices of Alberta Volleyball, presented by the Provincial Sport Association, Volleyball Alberta.